Don't go away, don't fly, don't leave me now. Now that I know, know you are mine. Take me within, within. I need you now. Now that I know, I love you so. Now that you are. friends, Jai Guru, and welcome to another episode of the Chela to Chela podcast, featuring interviews and conversations with disciples of our sweet Gurudev, Paramahansa Yoganandaji. The Chela to Chela podcast is brought to you by Soul Calls Infinity, a non-profit, devotee-run organization dedicated to inspiring an ever-deeper, sweeter, devotional communion with the divine and to that end each podcast also features one of the soul calls music meditations i'm your host brenda roberts and in season two along with uniquely inspiring stories of how i found master we will be hearing a number of different approaches to applying the teachings in daily life and we'll see how Guruji guides each according to their temperament, lessons to be learned, and services to be shared. And speaking of services to be shared, devotees in all walks of life are doing a lot of good in the world. And as we get to know a little bit more about some of them through the Chela to Chela podcast, it gives us an opportunity to support them with our prayers, our goodwill, and perhaps even with our resources and business connections. Joining together to help make the world a better place by our prayers for all of creation, by support for our fellow disciples, and through our individual Kriya Yoga practice. At the end of the podcast, I'll tell you how you can get to the free private access pages to connect further with our guests. Before we enter this next episode, 
Let us listen to this quote of Guruji. Master said in the autobiography, Hundreds of thousands, not dozens merely, of Kriya Yogis are needed to bring into manifestation the world of peace and plenty that awaits men when they have made the proper effort to re-establish their status as sons of the Divine Father. So, dear ones, let us walk a little closer together now, ever affirming it's a wonderful life with Guruji in it. And today we have with us Julie Tilt. Hello, Julie. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We want to talk to all the devotees all over the world because everybody's got a unique story about Guruji and how he manifests in their life. And uh, it's just wonderful to hear and to share. Um, Julie, first of all, let's find out a little bit about your um, outer life. So where are you? Where do you live? I live in Eugene, Oregon. Okay. Beautiful. It's, it's June and it's raining, but it's glorious. The sun's coming in and out. It's just lovely here. Very, very good. So um, for devotees around the world who may not really be able to pinpoint Oregon, you're in the northwest of the U.S., correct? Correct. Okay. And um, family life? Are you married? Do you have children? Were you raised in SRF? Is your spouse in SRF? Give us that kind of profile. Okay. I am married. I've been married for 24 years. Yay. I was not raised in SRF. I was, and I, I have two da beautiful daughters. Um, and I was raised Catholic. I grew up in, in um, near Philadelphia. And at a, really at a very young age, I, I just didn't jive with Catholicism. I, I was repelled by the, sh the fear and the shame and the guilt aspect that I was picking up. And, um, and so I really pushed away from spirituality and religion um, in my teens and 20s and, and, and became atheist. <laughs> And then I, I really got into science. I double majored in biology and chemistry. And, you know, the world was about the physical reality. And, um, and uh, but then when I was in my 30s, I realized, you know, really something is missing. Something's missing from my life. Because although I pushed away from Catholicism, there's one thing that Catholicism that I loved about it, and that is the devotion. And um, I, I felt that that was missing from my life. And so I went on a quest to find a spiritual path that worked for me. And it really took me 10 years. I tried everything. I even tried Baha'i and Sufism and paganism and Zen Buddhism and and Tibetan Buddhism, and I tried everything. <laughs> I went to all different kinds of churches, and nothing spoke to me. It all just seemed so mysterious still. And I kept thinking, there had to be, someone has to know that 
the answers. Like there has to be some truth that is just basic. And um, yeah, so I, I was searching and searching and one of my dear friends, two of my dear friends were devotees that I met in my uh, late 30s. Devotees of, of Guruji. Yeah, devotees of Guruji, yes. Uh-huh. And they kept trying to, you know, invite me to SRF. And I was a little bit, I, I was still, I, I didn't want to be brainwashed. And, um, you know, I was a little bit leery of anything that, you know, that anything in that, you know, anything that seemed like there, you know, there would be some kind of brainwashing involved. <laughs> but finally, um, when I was 40, when I was 40, I, I went to the Eugene meditation group and cause I was, I was kind of fed up. Like I just couldn't find a spirituality that spoke to me that I had an affinity with. And, and I, I walked in and saw those pictures on the altar of the gurus and it scared me because it looked so strange. You know, the men in the orange, why are they all men and why do they have long hair? And you know, <laughs> this looks really weird and the blue carpet, I don't know. It was just, <laughs> it was, I was really scared that I was going to get uh, brainwashed. But something compelled me and I just kept coming. I mean, I even remember someone came up to me after my first Sunday service and said, would you like to be on the mailing list? And I said, oh, no, oh, no, 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 thank you. I'll come when I want to. And, you know. <laughs> and she was totally sweet about it. There was no pressure, but I was, <laughs> I was quite fearful. And um, I think it took me, I, I started the lessons immediately because I wanted to learn. And I had no idea what I was getting myself into. It's <laughs> kind of an inside joke, isn't it, for everybody? It is. All kind of flash back and say, "Whoa, I know what you mean there." Yeah, exactly. I had no idea. Yeah, and I I just kept going. I think it took me about a year and a half to get over my baggage. You know, I had to really shed any ideas about um, what, you know, any kind of dogma that I, you know, that, that I had entrenched in my brain. I just had to, took me time, but, um, but I just devoured the lessons. And I, I even got Kriya as soon as I got that lesson. I went to convocation and, and got Kriya. And even then, I realized that I I realized in the Kriya ceremony what this meant. <laughs> I still didn't really get it. Like I am, you know, I am giving my life to, um, to this guru, you know, to be a devotee and make a com this huge commitment. And, um, and I was just, you know, sobbing the whole time in <laughs> at the Kriya ceremony. And so I've been, I've been involved for 15 years. And I love it. I wouldn't, I would never change it or, I mean, I, I am committed. I'm even more deeply committed as time goes on. I just love it. I feel so blessed, so completely blessed. 
Yes. Well, this uh, being more committed as time goes on, um, it becomes a way of life, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. As Ma said, I, I, I don't think I could live without Master and Master's teachings. And I think um, many, if not all of us, feel that way. It's like once you get committed on the path, there is no turning back. It's the only game in town. And you embrace it with everything you've got, isn't it so? Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, you told us how you found Guruji, and how does how does it um, how does it work for you? How do you uh, know that he's guiding you? Um, are there has there been a significant challenge that you could tell us about? Not necessarily in detail about the challenge, but about Guruji's role with you. Um, does any of that, can you talk about any of that? Yes, sure. So uh, my husband is not, is not, he's very spiritual, but he's not, he's not religious. And he was adamantly opposed to my joining SRF. Um, really vehemently opposed. He didn't like the idea that I was meditating every morning and every night and taking that time away from him. And he was very angry and upset about it. Um, and uh, we, we were quite challenged in our relationship at that time. And I remember I went to a convocation and I, I did counseling with one of the nuns and I didn't get the nun that I wanted in the counseling. Because <laughs> you, you can request, but they're so busy, you know, it's hard to get the one that you request. So, so I, I, I got a Brahma Charini and she was counseling me about my marriage. And, you know, I, I kept wanting to tell her all the things that my husband was doing. And he does this and he does this and he does that too. And he does that. And she kept saying to me, she kept interrupting me and saying, and he's a really good man, right? And I, and I go, well, well, yeah, he is. But, but then he also does this and he does this and he does that. And she'd say, well, but he, and he's a really good man, right? And so, you know, so by the end, I was a little frustrated with her. And then after the counseling session, I thought, you know, she's just an old nun and she doesn't know anything. <laughs> I love your honesty. Thank you. So much because, you know, I, I think there are lots of devotees out there that are relating to what you said. So just keep going, sweetie. It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. And I was so mad after that counseling session. And then, but then, you know what? I got home and the, the, her voice kept ringing in my ears like, and he's a good man, right? And every time I would, you know, I would still get upset with my husband and her voice kept coming to me. And he's a good man, right? And he is a good man. That's true. 
But what I have to say, you know, I've done a lot of, of personal growth work in my life, both my husband and I, but nothing changed me as much as SRF, really, and has totally transformed my relationship with my husband. We used to be so challenged in our communication and our, you know, our, our respect for each other. And, you know, just we, we, we worked, we have a business together and we were, we were really challenged. We would, you know, we would argue and, but what the, the training from the lessons and also from my counseling with, with, you know, nuns and monks over the years has, I have developed a much deeper sense of humility and of service to others. And, but maybe the main thing is taking a hundred percent responsibility for everything. And so, you know, in, in my relationship with my husband, I always thought he was the problem because he was the one who would get angry. And so it looked like he was the bad guy. <laughs> but I realized, you know, that, that my patterns were just as dysfunctional as his patterns. And then I realized, and you know, just like Ma says and Master says, we have to, if we want to change others, we have to change ourselves. Yes. So that's what I started doing. And, you know, Master and Ma always say, forget about what the other is doing. Just focus on yourself. What are you doing? And so I started asking myself, okay, what do I do to cause the problem in the relationship? And my patterns are just exactly the opposite of my husband. And so, you know, so I had to really change myself and come to the table with him and, you know, and, and say, okay, I apologize. I see what I'm doing here. You know, I may not be getting angry, but I'm just the silent one, you know, and I'm, I'm not helping the situation. <laughs> I'm just silently angry. <laughs> aggressive. Yes. Aggressive. Exactly. Uh -huh. aggressive. Exactly. So, so I really have, and still have to work on changing myself. And um, so I changed myself. And over the years, my husband has changed. And he has become so much more loving, so much more accepting of me and, and my path. And, you know, at this point, he's, he says, you know, if I, if I don't meditate, in the evening he's like what are you doing how come you're coming to bed you should go meditate oh my gosh that's a turnaround yeah it's really a big turnaround and i think he has seen how much it helps me to wow. stay grounded and stay um you know have equanimity yeah. in my daily life so wow i would like to just go back to the a major point I think that's um, embedded in what you've just shared with us in terms of relationship because um, I also had that a very loving deep soulful relationship with my husband for 42 years and in the beginning because we were both strong um, and um, our heads would would clash a bit because we we came from different um, 
perspectives. It's like I was very duty and organized and, and he had no concept of time whatsoever, just lived on another planet, you know? <laughs> and, so, and so we drove each other bananas with this, with this if, not, if not other issues, uh, I'm sure. But you know, the turnaround was much like your own. And I think it bears repeating yet again in another way. And that is when I came to the point of, adopting the the attitude the inner attitude of okay what's the lesson in this for me and again it's another way of turning that spotlight back you know guruji says if you if you have negative things to say about others turn that spotlight back on yourself and see what's there you know so it's the same thing it's like what is the lesson here for me and the other part of that julie that was really liberating actually came later because um, the what is the lesson in it for me gave me um, gave relief to the situation but the situations would still come up because um, I hadn't dealt with well all that I had to deal with I guess but when I came to the point of adopting the attitude and the awareness that this is a soul that is loved by Guruji. And he is striving in his spiritual life like all the rest of us. And Guruji is taking care of him like he's taking care of everyone. And, uh, you know, everyone that loves and, and, and makes an effort, and even those that don't make an effort, actually, if they're, if they're his. Um, but to to have that attitude that this is a, a a soul that's loved by god and and he's here on a journey doing the best he can with what he's got and who am i you know to have any judgment or to try to change that guruji's in charge i'm not in charge let me again look at myself and love this love this person from a um a, a grander perspective from a soul perspective from lifetimes and incarnations of, of divine friendship. And man, that turned it around, you know, it was wonderful. So, um, wow, great story. Yeah, it, it makes a difference. You just have to come back to yourself. And, and I guess maybe how to encapsulate that is, as you said, look at yourself. And I would add to that really honor your partner yeah exactly yeah exactly yeah and, and i think that's a, a principle that holds true in all of our relationships you know if we honor the people that we're working with if we honor our children as souls um or our parents you know hey. and all their their faults we love them still you know <laughs> so it's great to to uh, reflect on these things because they're so important, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you. I think I I want to go to one more deep place with you since you're so um, articulate, and uh, I won't go further than that. But um, what about dry periods? Do you have them, and how do you deal with them? Oh gosh, I feel like. <laughs> I feel like I'm in one right now. And I'm not sure what happened. 
because I've, you know, for, for a long time, I, I really felt this deep loving presence of, of the guru. And, um, yeah. And my meditation seems so sweet. And now I just feel like a old dried up, <laughs> old dried up leaf or something. <laughs> yeah. And, um, so I've really been trying to, um, try to practice the presence more during the day, even more to try to bring back that heart connection. Cause I think for me, that's where it starts is with the, um, you know, this, this really sweet connection, um, of love that's really, uh, touching. Um, with the guru yeah and I think I've just gotten so busy and that's the problem like my mind is racing hither and thither um, well that might be the outward thing you know but I'm I'm thinking of of two things Julie that might uh, be a significant um, game changer for you at this point uh, one is Brother Ananamoyji's um, CD on um, the tests and trials yeah and in it, he enumerates and talks about something that for me has just been etched in my consciousness. And that is, he said, when you're feeling dry and, and you're struggling and you're, you know, all that portends, all that dryness, he said that in that time, those tests and, and struggles, you learn something that you cannot learn in any other situation you cannot learn it when things are are sweet and going fine and those things are and you, I, you can just hear him he says patience patience you know he repeats it again yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then he says endurance mm. perseverance yeah surrender right and unconditional love for God mm. whether you get the sweetness or not I love you Lord you know and and he said that these these periods are normal and they're necessary because this is the only way that you learn these spiritual attributes and so um, there's something to think about you know and uh, and the other the other thing is I had an experience I'll share with you briefly um, I was very much um, wanting a sweetness that I'd had in my life that I could no longer have. And it was so precious to me, uh, be deeply, deeply precious. And I was deeply attached to this loving feeling. And um, I, I, again, I went to Brother Ananamoyji, who was my counselor at that time, and I talked to him about it. I said, you know, I don't want to be attached to anything. I want, want to be uh, non-attached, even if it's something so wonderful. And um, he was really quiet. And he looked at me finally, and he said, well then, you really do have something precious to give to God, don't you? So giving the sweetness, not from yourself, but maybe being there no matter what you feel, 
Fantastic. Uh, we are, we're so, so blessed on this path. It's just yeah. an incredible thing. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Yeah, <laughs> that reminder. <laughs> okay, so I, I want to just go to um, what you do in the world because I think it's um, interesting and important and uh, the devotees should know all the, the good works that all the devotees are doing in the world. So what do you do? Oh, great. Um, well, my husband and I own a business called Hummingbird Wholesale, and we sell organic foods. And uh, we're just about to start selling all over the country, and soon we'll sell on on the internet. But and we also manufacture different organic granolas and uh, sprouted seeds and nuts and so forth. Oh my gosh, this is big! This is yeah, big. Yeah. So, what what kind of things do you ship out? Besides granola and nuts. Um, well, we sell, if, if you would go to the bulk section in a natural food store, we sell many of the items in there. So nuts and grains and seeds and beans and condiments and all those kind of things. So you're not on, on retail. You're, you're supplying like Whole Foods and the we, big guys. We don't sell to the really big guys, but... Um, most of our customers are independently owned natural food stores and co-ops. Uh-huh. And so we sell locally to Whole Foods, but not nationally. Uh-huh. Um, that, that's, that's a place to go to. <laughs> and, yeah. And what else? Because I, I know that you have a private practice, don't you? Yeah, and I also, ju- I, I have my own business. I, I do health coaching. And that's, I think that's really my passion and my calling in life. I just love it. I love working with people. It's, it's, it's very holistic. Um, and we look at every aspect of your life, you know, including diet, exercise, sleep, um, joy, career, creativity, spirituality, finances, um, your vision and mission. So if you're feeling out of whack, and then things aren't working for you on the outer, you're, you're helping with that. What is your client general presenting problem? Well, my specialties are digestion, blood sugar, and hormone balance. And then also counseling. I do a lot of um, emotional, personal growth work, uh, relationship work, and helping people find their vision and mission in their life. So those are my those are my specialties, I'd say. Great. Do you have a special offer for the devotees? Is there would you like to work with devotees? Do you work with devotees? I do work with devotees and I would love to work with I would love to work with only devotees. That would be <laughs> that would be really fun. Um, so uh, my special offer is a free health coaching session for one hour. So I would send them a form, a health history form to fill out, and then they would fill it out and send it to me. And then we would we could work together on Skype or Zoom or or on the phone or in per or in person. Fantastic. Um, I want to I want to ask two more quick questions, okay. and I don't know don't know how quick they're really going to be, Julie. Let's see. One is. What advice would you have to someone who is, feels like they're new on the path? 
And I'm saying new because we never know what we come in with, right? How many incarnations and Guruji says you don't come at the beginning of your spiritual um, uh, journey, you come at the end. But sometimes uh, devotees do feel like, well, I'm, I've only just, or I don't have Kriya, or I'm, I'm, I'm new. So what would you say to them? Gosh, I would say um, get the lessons and really study the lessons every day, even just read a little, a paragraph. Every day I try to read at least a paragraph in the lessons because that's a direct link to, to God and Guru. That's a gem right there. Okay, last question, my dear. When you get to the other side and you look back on this incarnation, what is it you would like to be able to say about this incarnation? Wow, that's a big question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can change it later. It's okay. But right at this point in your sadhana. Um, okay, I would like to say that I completely transformed myself in this life and you know, committed myself 100% to this path and will never ever give up will never give up until i reach the goal and developed um such humility sometimes i think i don't even know what humility means <laughs> um but you know developed such humility um that i was you know that i i was able to actually um, get in touch with the wisdom that we, you know, my inner wisdom that we all possess. I think that's what I would want to say. Oh, so you've got your marching orders, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, um, in Diama's Enter the Quiet Heart, she gives the definition of humility. Mm. So um, that might be a a place to start for um, for for defining for yourself and um, uh, like anything else on the path it's not easy um, but with everything on the path we have Guruji to uh, to help us along the way and to guide us out of the clouds of our minds so <laughs> keep on keeping on as Ajlanandaji says yes right right all right dear it's been just lovely to talk with you and I so appreciate your um sincerity and your openness and I wish you all the best Jai Guru Jai Ma Jai Guru Jai Ma Dear friends, it's wonderful to hear these stories, isn't it? So, dear ones, please do share the podcast link with at least one other devotee and join us for the next episode where we will be meeting another uniquely devoted disciple of our beloved master, Paramahansa Yoganandaji. And if you would like entry 
to the private access pages where guest contact and other information is posted, just email to subscribe to the mailing list. The email address is subscribe at soulcallsinfinity.org. In closing, let us again listen to this quote of Master. Hundreds of thousands, not dozens merely, of Kriya Yogis are needed to bring into manifestation the world of peace and plenty that awaits men when they have made the proper effort to reestablish their status as sons of the Divine Father. Until next time, let us join together in affirming it's a wonderful life with Guruji in it. Jai Guru Jai. Come hold me close, let's dance in sweet embrace. You look at me, I'll look at you. In stillness song, in nature show, in every face. Dance with me now, throughout all time. Forever